Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. I'm hungry, swung, but I ain't starving yet. Chained for the pain, cocktail bar set. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the oh. taste of the pain. Mm. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I honestly don't. That's fine. <laughs> Just going to chat. I'm a good, I'm down to talk about whatever. Yeah. I'm going to try to get them for 30, but these usually go long. Okay. People in studios, so. I'm a rambler, so I'll try. Good. Good. That makes my job easier. I'll try and ramble <laughs> just enough. The secret to doing seven podcasts in one night is you get a bunch of other people that will talk. Did you do seven to, seven tonight? This is my Sixth. fifth. This is my fifth. fifth. Wait. One, two, three, four. This is All my right. fifth. And I'm going to do three tiny ones. Nice. Uh, before I go to bed. Micro episodes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like ten minutes each. Now, are they all video? Yeah. I mean, everything goes out video, audio. Yeah. You know? Nice. All right. 91. Hey, guys. It's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in Pittsburgh, PA at the Mayhem Studios. A video producer with some work with the IWC and the uh, RWA. Those are just letters to anybody else. International Wrestling Cartel, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, and some other work, including the Montreal Theory Funding, Zach Allen, Stuff like that uh, with Sorgatron Media. Uh, and we're ready to talk some pro wrestling, some independent pro wrestling with my good buddy. He is the voice of uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling of Austin, Texas, coming to us from San Antonio. Let's talk about the customer service person from San Antonio today, Eamon. I did not ask if they knew oh, who you were. Did, I, <laughs> did, did you? I was going to say that would be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I'm happy to be here, as always, Sork. I'm very excited to talk. Uh, about all things independent wrestling, as always. Excellent. And we have a fun one here. We've got somebody in studio, and uh, we'll introduce them in just a moment. But first, please check out everything and subscribe to this and all the other shows at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, and we're on social media. You can uh, converse with us. Let us know what you thought about our interviews, indie wrestling that we're missing, and so much more. And, of course, check out the Around the Indies uh, article over at IndieWrestling.us, where this show is also posting uh, from our good friend in the mainstream media, Matt Carlins. And uh, we'll touch on that a lot of times at the end of the show just to see what's going on because he's really good uh, keeping his ear to ground what is happening in independent pro wrestling. You can also drop us a line uh, more directly. Uh, let us, again, let us know who should we be talking to. We're, we're, we're looking at uh, some some people that uh, were suggested to us more recently as well. Uh, you can drop us a line at 412-206-WMS0. That is going to be the uh, voicemail, and we can uh, get your voice here on the show. Or good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And please, if you're digging uh, the wrestling stuff in general, you can check out our Patreon uh, over at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. You're actually going to be donating to the main show if you're interested in that. Uh, but if anything else, if you don't want to donate any money to the cause, that's okay. Please just share the word, share interviews that you're digging, uh, everything else. And we really, really appreciate it. So 
let's uh, get into this. Oh, hey, also, big props to Basic Sickness at basicsickness.com for the intro and outro music for this and the Wrestling Mayhem show. Get some free music over there at basicsickness.com. So we got somebody in studio, Eamon, somebody local here. That's why he's in studio. That's why, Eamon, we need to get you a studio set up so everybody can just join you and hang out and, you know... I think yeah, I think we mentioned that last week. Yeah, we got to figure out some sort of uh, uh, Texas headquarters, uh, uh, the Mayhem community branching out. I guess that's you could right. Say. We're going to open a Sorgatron Media West, or I guess so the Sorgatron Media Central, uh, because West will be when we finally get Alex Cars to put together a studio for us out there, and you can get some PWG guys, and it'll be great, right? So <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> uh, no big plans here, but we got in studio a guy that I've known for a couple years now with the IWC. Uh, in particular, Remy LeVay joins us in studio. How are you doing tonight, sir? Sorg, thank you very much for uh, having me. I've uh, watched many of these in the past, and uh, I was waiting for when I would get the invite. Waiting for the call. You've actually, I was. You've been on my list of guy I need to get on for about a year. I remember the first time I brought it up to you, and I kind of put it out there like, hey, Sorg, like, uh, trying to have me on. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, uh, coming here and seeing it is a very uh, quite impressive setup. You can only the people watching can only see the the microphones, but I'm surrounded by various computers and screens, and uh, that's the way uh, it should be. I love it. That's it. That's it. Uh, so uh, you know, first of all, uh, uh, Rami Levey, you're you're into wrestling. You're obviously that you've gone this far. We like to kind of get to know you a little bit first. What first got you into pro wrestling? What's your earliest kind of big memory of of, of pro wrestling? Um. I'd say uh, watching with my dad growing up, I, re- I remember um, probably first, I mean, I, 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 I can't tell you the, fr- the actual first time. I, I literally have no idea. Uh, I was very, very young. Um, but my first actual uh, kind of like real memories uh, probably would come around 95, 96, 97 maybe, um, right before uh the monday night wars and and whatnot I, i'm 26 now so uh i was i believe the perfect age for for that time uh and i just remember it was something that my dad encouraged and i, I don't think my mom really liked it that much and but my dad saw that i i took uh liking to it early on and he was very supportive and very influential in terms of music and and just being a little kid and he was always kind of putting stuff in front of my face and he'd watch my he'd pay attention to what really caught my attention and then he'd kind of um you know it was he was he took me to Mellon Arena um a bunch of times to see wrestling growing up and I, I remember um I remember just being so caught up in the characters and growing up, I was always really into to pretty much anything that, that had a lot of characters and um, that that's that variation. And um, I think it's important. And I think that's one of the things I still love about wrestling is there's I, I have a lot of different weird uh, sides of my personality. And I've always really liked connecting with the different wrestlers growing up, you know. Um, and of course, when the Attitude Era came being 11, 10, 11, 12 year old kid. Um, and all of a sudden I felt like I was watching something that I wasn't supposed to be watching. And <laughs> I distinctly remember dialing in ECW, um, 
in kind of like our our side TV room one night and um TV was a, a really big thing. I remember South Park wrestlers. I was really into like South Park wrestlers and AOL was the internet was kind of just I remember just completely taking over um our family's computer and everything was wrestling websites, wrestling art, wrestling South Park wrestlers um all that kind of early AOL chat room type stuff, which is really crazy to think about now. Um, but I remember that kind of, that was, that was, it was a time where I found myself watching TV a lot more often. I'd come home from school and I would watch TV and, and hang out and draw, or I would hang out and play with toys. And, and there was always something on in the background, whether it was a movie or, or wrestling. And I think I just found a, it struck something in me that was very uh, inspiring and larger than life, but also something that was very um, real. It was, it was. I think the first time I, we went, I remember standing outside um, of uh, the igloo, and there was kind of that side entrance that went down and into the side where all mm-hmm. the wrestlers would park and come out. And I remember, I think it kind of clicked for me, the first house show I went to, which had to have been, I want to say, um, maybe 98 or 99. And... Uh, I just remember once I saw that they were, they were right there in front of me, it kind of all clicked that this is something larger than life, but also very real at the same time. These are real people. And, um, I was still very innocent and naive to the (laughs) whole thing and to an extent. And, um, my dad was always kind of making sure I knew that it was, you know, a work if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 at that point I, I wouldn't, I really kind of just, I'd tune my dad out and I would, take in whatever I wanted to take in and um, just very attracted to the overall diversity within it. And something that was so violent could also be so creative. And mm-hmm. um, I liked that it was constant and always changing and that, um, and, and at that time being a wrestling fan was great because you had so much to choose from uh, wrestling magazines were a big thing for me. Um, and like I said, just, AOL and the whole internet kind of becoming a thing. That was crazy. That's something uh, we haven't really had this. I guess we kind of sort of have this discussion with, oh, with Eamon here. Cause he was kind of a younger guy uh, coming up around, around the same era, I guess a little later actually Eamon. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit later. One thing I don't realize is I'm somebody who around 11 years old, it was still real. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, to, to like, it was like somebody telling me Santa Claus wasn't real. Um, sorry, McFoley. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it, like that—that that was the thing. I was the weird, it, and also insular. You talk about the AOL chat rooms, and you think about it in the eighties. It was like it was you. Yeah, you know? there was no yeah nothing, and 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 it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan so much in high school. No, and <laughs> or, I, I were in elementary school even, I guess. And I feel like um, I feel like I, I really wore that on the on my sleeve. I feel like I kind of even picked up on that at a young age, and. Mm-hmm. I've always been really proud of the stuff that I'm really into. And I would almost kind of, you know, um, and I went to a small private school called Winchester Thurston. And mm. um, it was very, uh, it was a great school. Um, but I definitely felt like the only one. I, I remember this specifically forcing my other friends to trying to force wrestling on them and I was literally the the only person until about sixth grade when I met my best friend Kevin, and we were best friends because of wrestling. Um, but until uh, leading up until that, I remember it being something that was kind of my own, 
and I felt like I was this young kid kind of like representing wrestling and, and I, I knew why it was cool to me and I had no problem throwing that in other people's face or other kids face. I thought I was the man in my DX shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so what parlayed, you know, obviously it's several years before you get into the ring uh, here uh, between, between that era and, and then what kind of, at what point did you determine I'm, I'm going to do this? I'm going to get into the ring. Um, I, uh, I had always watched wrestling in high school, but I also consider that the era that, um, I, I was becoming a freshman in high school. I was about to go to high school and a lot of things in my life were changing. I was, I was, uh, really getting into music and, um, going to shows and that, that was when I kind of really was focused on music and, and wanting to do a band and wanting to learn how to play guitar. And, uh, wrestling at that point had become, I, I felt like I, my interests had not that my interest had, had gone away from wrestling, but I was, I was, there was all this new stuff all of a sudden in, in front of me. And I, I always had paid attention to wrestling and especially like, I remember seeing, um, Christopher Daniels and punk throughout high school. And, and, and that was kind of, I was never huge into the Indies, um, throughout high school. It was definitely, uh, very foreign to me but i was aware of it i knew what it was i knew who these guys were um but that was like the era of also like middle school was like media play so there was um a lot of like xpw and there was a lot of companies and there wasn't so you know youtube really wasn't a thing and uh if there were indies out there there wasn't really um i wasn't i I would i certainly wasn't smart at all whatsoever uh during this time i kind of had always kept up with wrestling but i wasn't watching it weekly and i had um really focused into music and it wasn't actually until um about i'd say five or six years ago that where i met my one of my closest friends tyler who i had known from going to shows and, and through the local uh, hardcore scene here in pittsburgh and uh it was like the the one thing that we the two things that we were both really into were music and wrestling and we had never talked about wrestling. And as soon as we talked about wrestling, we both were just on that same page where we kind of had this nerdy, you know, can't ditch this knowledge if I, if I tried. Um, and me and him became really, really good friends. And I was, I was actually going through like a weird, I was going through a weird time. And uh, he kind of was the one that brought me up to speed. Like, this is what you've been missing. Like, this is what's going on. Cause he had, you know, he's uh, been a lifer. He's never stopped. And, he is like the the mastermind of wrestling. He actually tried out with me. Um, and so we started going to IWC. We started going to CCW. We started traveling and everything was wrestling again. And um, I started watching wrestling. And I started watching Independence and I was kind of fell back in love with it. Being older, I started to watch it differently than I watched it when I was younger. And now I was realizing... Um, it, it, I felt like um, in high school, I felt like I had kind of seen everything and and played every game and been to every website that I that I could have, and I kind of let those my high school years go by. And before I knew it, he was bringing me up to speed and and introducing me to all this new stuff, which got me back interested again because it was new to me and there were these new guys and independence was a thing and whoa what is this who are these guys and this is a thing and like i i had been playing music 
independently for so long. So independent wrestling is so similar. I mean, that's something I always say. And uh, me and him started going out of UC, and we made some friends uh, up at CZW, and we're going out there a couple times to just hang out and uh, a couple conversations and uh, a couple, um, a little bit of research. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Miss Q. Sorry about that. No, it's all but, good. Yeah, this is uh, actually the Dojo Wars stuff that, that, that they're doing up there. Yes, that is the big scare, Dan O'Hare. And uh, <laughs> this was something I kind of just did on a whim. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of decided to... Uh, it's funny. There's no, Usually this place is packed. When me and Darren went up there a couple a month, month or two ago, um, there was actually some people, you know, filled out. But this was this, the weekend of the uh, World of Worlds, the New Japan ROH shows. So I literally got done here and got to catch the end of, of that show, which was it was an awesome weekend of shows. And uh, this is Dan O'Hare, who is uh, awesome, who is also a musician. And <laughs> I remember being very nervous. I, I hit up Drew Gulak, who was one of the guys um, from CZW when I was going to Philly with my friend Tyler. He was someone that stood out to me. And... Uh, guys like Adam Cole and, and Rich Swan and um, uh, Uha and all these all these up and coming guys from CZW who have since gone on and most of them done incredible things um, as I knew they would. But you know, I they, they were a big influence on me and they kind of they knew that I I kind of was a music guy, but they also saw my um, desire to get involved and. This trip was very special to me. It, it represented a uh, the matches, whatever you know, but it represented a uh, kind of a uh, a three sixty a, a somewhat you know I I don't believe wrestling kind of ever ends as I'm learning, but it was a nice mm-hmm. kind of revelation to have as I was having this match that uh, I'd taken so much influence and I have so much respect for CZW and a lot of my friends who have who have uh, I've watched you know perform in Philadelphia and. My sister was there, and my friend Tyler got to come and see me there. And everyone there, from DJ to Drew to Joey Janela to Jonathan Gresham. I mean, and these are guys that I'm still a mark for and, and guys that I still hold, you know, to a certain standard. So to me, it was just super cool. But IWC was obviously the place in Pittsburgh, in my little area here. And uh, I started going to the shows, and I knew that if I, I was going to train, that that was the place to do it. And... uh I honestly didn't think I was going to even pass the tryout. It was kind of like, try it out. Hey, let's see if you last kind of thing. And uh, I like to say you did it, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I think there was six other people, and I'm the only one left here at IRBC out of my class. So, And I, I, I think that uh, if you would have seen the class lined up, I, I don't think people would have... Uh, that maybe they would have it's really interesting to see who's going to drop out and the reasons that they do um i mean you know we talk about like the performance center tryouts that was i think late last year i know asylum was part of that that, right that class up there and seeing the true athletes that go in and say oh i didn't know it was like this right you know and they're people that were you know champions in whatever sport they were you know they're not strangers to working hard you know right um but even even i know there was somebody with the iwc class i was i was talking with somebody with a few weeks ago like they went through the class and got to their first match and then they're like nope yep nope not and for me. i just don't understand how you can you have to really love this I, to yeah, do it. Exactly. it sounds so it sounds so repetitive and it sounds so 
you know, whatever, but it, it's, it can't, it's, it's the truth, man. I mean, if you, uh, it boggles my mind sometimes when I run into someone and I, and they, they don't have that, that passion, that knowledge. And I'm not an elitist, um, in any way, but it's just, I just can't understand what would make a sane person want to do this if they weren't absolutely in love with it. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. You really have to love this. You really have to strive. You really have to find something inside yourself that, Mm -hmm. um, that believes that you can do this. And self-confidence is a huge thing. When I did that tryout and Chuck called me, he, he told me it wasn't going to be easy. He told me straight up that I, uh, was going to have to bust, uh, bust my ass. And, um, I was ready for, it. I knew exactly what I was getting myself in for and I didn't want anything handed to me. It, it had been such a long time since I, I felt I had challenged myself or, um, pursued something that was brand new to me and kind of separate from my group of friends in my social circle. And uh, every single step of it, every drive alone, every, uh, cause I, I, I'm kind of a loner and, um, I've found that being a loner in wrestling is, it's good. It's a kind of a double-edged sword, but, um, it has its, its positives and it's, and it's more depressing sides. But, uh, you know, I would, I really wouldn't have it any other way cause it, it is my experience and, uh, the journey, you know, it's a life, it's a life, it's, it's literally changing your life completely and you have to be ready to adapt. Um, you have to be ready to balance, wrestling and everything else because wrestling becomes a world of its own and mm-hmm. everything else is still there. And around the time that I was training, a lot was going on. My mom moved away my sister moved away. Um, things with my, my band and stuff were slowing down. And I remember just thinking to myself that I had to make sure that my life and my schedule was going to be able to accommodate the ridiculous schedule of uh, professional wrestling. I don't even remember this match. <laughs> it's System Elite versus Gory. And oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I saw I couldn't make it, so they threw me in here. Oh, okay. okay. This was probably one of my fourth or, or fifth matches. Look at my long hair. <laughs> I miss my long hair. But, yeah, I mean, to make, to make kind of like a, a longer story short, I essentially just reconnected with it and there was a calling and there was a new I I had fallen in love with it again and I had found new things about it that was connecting uh with me it kind of pulled me out of the slump it was it was something to escape into and Mm -hmm. um I think you I was actually just talking to Joe Dombrowski last night about um the aspect of escape escaping and I believe that is the true true when I'm watching as a fan or when I'm performing uh, it's always an escape. It's always everything that isn't work. It's always everything that isn't, you know, bills to pay. It's always everything that isn't, you know, running around trying to, to hang out with a bunch of friends and keep everyone happy. It's, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very specific and it's very, uh, kind of isolates you into, into the moment and into the, to the process and schedule of being a wrestler. And it kind of forces you to either roll with it or get left behind because wrestling is not going to stop. And there's a ton of other guys, mm-hmm. um, all fighting for table scraps. 
and you know it's it, it was a really crazy thing I, I didn't think I would pass but um I'm glad I finished and I'm glad I've stuck with it and it's truly been uh a dream it's it's I'm living out a dream I always think about uh you know 12 year old me looking at me now would think I was pretty cool so uh that's kind of how I've looked at it and that's kind of you know why I decided to pursue it was to me it is the one few thing one of the few things that has been able to keep me in touch with my innocence and in touch with my inner you know uh 12 10 year old me which is something that I feel is taken from me every day as I get older mm-hmm. and uh wrestling has always been that bridge of the gap and uh now more than ever I find it really being important in my life. Mm-hmm. Don't mind. So you've, you've done a lot, a lot of uh, evolution over the years. I, I know with, with IWC, you were a big, you know, in a tag team and you, you guys were really coming together. And now I think you're kind of, I think we talked about in kind of a position of, of kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say reformatting yourself, but, but, you know, kind of, kind of giving yourself a new, uh, version, right? Right. So, I mean, how are you finding that process, uh, kind of more generally, um, and, and what have you learned about evolving like who Remy LeVay is over the uh, past several years? I think that I think that to be to be someone like to, to be like someone like me and the kind of wrestler and the kind of person that I can kind of take a step outside myself. I think that it's very important. It's important to have an ego, but it's also important to be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to understand that this is a business, whether it's independence whether it's Ring of Honor, whether it's WWE, whether it's NXT, it is the wrestling business. It's not wrestling club for fun. Um, some places, Other, yeah, some some places, places are, are like that and that, and that exists. Pe- and some people, that's all they're out there to do, right? Right, and that is totally fine. That is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But me, like I said, it kind of goes back to when I decided to train. I got into this knowing exactly what I was getting myself into, or at least I thought I did, and now I have... Some of those things were dead on and some of them were, were wrong. But I knew, um, I understood that that it was a business and that you were working for someone and that you were taking someone's ideas and um, influence and making it your own. And I believe that you have to be extremely patient. I've been extremely patient. And um, you have to be. And like I said, I didn't expect um, anything to be handed at me. To me, I should say. I didn't expect anything to be just handed over to me in terms of um, anything with IWC or any other company. I've, I've, I've wanted to work for it and I wanted to earn it. And it, it you know, I feel like if it's given to you, um, it's kind of, I don't know, it kind of depreciates it and devalues it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to test myself to see if this is something I could really do. I, I wasn't going to lie to myself about this. And, um, so I think that it's been a lot of patience. It's been a lot of twists and turns, a lot of things you have to, um, accept or out of your control. You are responsible pretty much for yourself. Um, you're your own manager. You're, you're in charge of your merch. You're in charge of your own promotion. You're in charge of, uh, getting your name out there. You're in charge of making sure you get to the building. There are, so many uh, factors um, th- that go into it and that uh, specifically require you 
to kind of be aware of the business that you're in. And, and it's, it's easy to get discouraged and it's easy to feel confused and it's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel like, especially when you're someone like me who I know what it takes. I know my, my high standards of, uh, in terms of being a fan my whole life or a fan over the last few years, what I've noticed about wrestling, what makes a great wrestler, what makes a good, a great match. Um, all those things that I didn't look for when I was a kid uh, because I was just more enchanted and I was just, you know, I was being a kid watching wrestling. As you get older, you start to appreciate the work, uh, the work rate and great matches and great storytelling. And to me, my character has always been, I, I when I started training, I, I always saw the character and I had some, some cool ideas. Um, I've had some, some, some ridiculous ideas. And I remember <laughs> trying all this ridiculous stuff. But you also have to remember that you are appealing to a specific crowd. You're appealing mm-hmm. to a wrestling crowd. And no matter how many cool, weird pop pulp culture um, references I want to make or take my weird influences and put it out there, mm-hmm. it's important to remember that it has to be processed by the audience and that the crowd has to understand. Exactly. And that, that's probably been the hardest part for me is trying right. to find a way to do my own thing and not make the crowd feel excluded. That's right. I remember even early conversations you have, I, you and I have had about your character and what you wanted to do with it. And I always felt like, I don't want to say that they were complicated, but, but again, like that kind of what, like where's kind of schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. Like where's that, where's that connection going to happen? Right. Like, I like the idea in concept. I understand, I understand it. But again, like you said, like how is the guy that just bought a ticket to their first show going to understand you know, how do you convey that in two seconds? You know, like, right. uh, like we were joking around earlier. There's there's a match happening in their promotion where there's like there's a caveman and a superhero. Like, OK, I get that. Right. You know? I mean, that's the most like that's probably the easiest thing to convey. Right. Right. Uh, or, 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 you know, Jock, Jock, Jock Sampson's the the uh, the redneck. You right. know, all right. We know what we're getting here. Uh, you know, what what do you and, and, I, and I'm seeing you try, you know, and I'm seeing I'm seeing where that's going. And, uh, and, and it's been interesting to watch that evolution. I think that for me, uh I, and I just I had something it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot and I feel like that question you know some summarize yourself in one sentence or yeah, yeah. someone goes home and calls their friend what are they going to say they remembered about you how are they going to be able to describe you how can you describe that and there is a um, a really big part of me that believes that a revolutionary might be a bit of extreme Maybe a bit a bit extreme, but I, I I believe I would like to get my character to the point where I'm not I'm not it's I'm not an answer. It's a, it is a question. I think my character should be a question. I think when I, I I've always liked wrestling. I believe that, like I said, that you have an, that the audience needs to process it. But I also believe that one of the best things about wrestling and one of my favorite things about wrestling has always been the things that have kind of been uh, left to your imagination, the subtleties. Okay. And that's what I've liked about music and lyrics and, and movies. Um, David Lynch is probably my favorite director and he's someone who artistically never really gives away a, a base narrative or a, a plot. It's kind of here, here it is. And you can come to your own conclusions about what this means. Do you, have you seen any samples of this in wrestling? Like, we could give some sample to try to. Um, in terms of subtleties, I mm-hmm. would say 
there i mean it, this is it's kind of separate but i i remember when sting stopped talking and that was insanely mm. impactful on me Oh, probably, of, probably it, the most interesting and intriguing storyline they ever did in WCW, to be honest. And being that age and mm-hmm. he, he, his look his look attracted me. I was always into dark stuff growing up. I was always uh, attracted to the the balance of beauty and darkness and, you know, that yin and yang. Uh, it's something I've, I've always been interested in. It's always there's so I can't really just put my finger on why um, I'm kind of wired that way. But Sting was a character who didn't talk. He looked like a bad guy, kind of. And the story of why he became Sting and what he was before that was so great. He was someone that you didn't would never expect to kind of... It was someone that I watched, you know, when he was blonde Sting. He was all babyface fired up, super energetic. It, it was someone... And then when he became the Crow Sting, it was like someone had kind of come to my side. Or someone was kind mm-hmm. of appealing to the kids like me, the darker kids. And, but it was someone who you would have never expected to, to kind of go that course and to kind of that you, someone that you would never feel like you could relate to in that level or feel, feel that, that special connection with. And, um, I think that that was just done really well and it was patient and nothing was, it, it wasn't forced and everything that sting did, was kind of like kind of like a question. It was kind of like very mysterious mind games. Uh, there was the fake sting, you know. There was the fake sting coming from the rafters. He he was posing a lot of questions. Why is he in the rafters? Why does he have a a vulture? Why is there a fake sting? Is he good? Is he bad? Why isn't he talking? And to me, those were all questions. And I believe that you need to have someone to play off of to kind of give some answers. But I essentially would like to continue my character on a path of mystique and i think mystique is very intriguing and i believe that's what i that's what i feel that's the character that i want to bring to life and while it is equally frustrating um just as frustrating you know trying to to figure this out i i wouldn't have it any other way because it's not something you rush and it's not something that i i would want to rush or force um so it's been, you know, instead of just saying, putting a stamp on it and saying, this is what I am, I'd rather let the crowd and time kind of determine the different little facets of my uh, character and personality. And at the same time, artistically provoke the audience into asking questions. Hmm. Answer, you know, answers aren't as important to me. Interesting to see how this comes across as your. Uh, it could completely fail, and <laughs> I am I could be a complete retard. I'm sure there's people up there <laughs> shaking their heads, but I mean, I'm 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 a different person. I'm a, I believe I'm a different wrestling fan. I believe I'm a different wrestler, and I'm going to do things the way I want to do them. I I'm very compromising in this business. Is you have to, and um, you know there are times when you you have to compromise and you're working with someone else's ideas but uh i believe in there lies the challenge and in there lies the fun of trying to make it your own and and how would i how would remy you know react to this as opposed to how would you know just any wrestler react to this because it's easy to fall into especially when you're you're young like me and you're green and Mm -hmm. you're 
trying to figure everything out, it's easy to kind of fall into generic heel, generic baby face. And that never, I, I was never, um, work in terms of character. I was never interested in that in terms of selling and in ring. I knew that, uh, there, I mean, you can go back and watch all my, my first year matches. I pretty, I was pretty much just selling the entire time. So I believe that it's important to know your role and know your role as the character and that there are two sides. And I believe babyface and heel is insanely important and is insanely important in telling that story. Right. But I, I think that the lines between, um, what is right and what is wrong, um, need to be there in terms of wrestling. That's why we have rules and that's why we have, you know, we as wrestling fans, there are certain things that we are, we have morals and certain things, there's integrity in, in certain things. And we respond when certain things happen to the certain people that we feel a certain way about. And it's important to, I think, keep it fresh, keep it interesting, keep it cool and keep it new and give someone something different. And, and that's what I want to offer is just something different. And I think everyone's going for that, but I think that, um, I'm kind of in a niche of characters on my own in terms of dark characters and what's been done with kind of the darker characters and you have Bray Wyatt and the more occult type stuff going on and finding my own niche, you know, has been hard because every time I have an idea or something, it feels like, uh, you know, someone else scoops it up or someone else does something similar. I see someone doing something similar and I'm like, oh, all right, I can't do that now. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's very interesting. The character development is is a puzzle. You're uh, constantly putting together your your character and adding things to it, and maybe taking things away. And it's a learning experience. You got to see what the crowd responds to. Um, but it's also been you know it's frustrating. It's it's hard. It's it shouldn't be easy. But uh, a lot of it has been just trial and error, and believing in myself, and believing in my in these ideas, and and taking risks. Um, it's just a matter of having the opportunity to get those things across and having people be willing to be open-minded when it comes to professional wrestling. Awesome. So what are you watching these days? What's, what's kind of uh, got your attention? Uh, I really like, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to lie. NXT, I've kind of dropped off watching NXT. Um, I didn't get to see the last, uh, takeover show with, uh, Balor and Joe. And, but I really wanted to watch it. I, I really love NXT. I think it is um, an amazing show. It's very special. It's its own thing. It, it, it's very cool. And I like the characters down there. And that's kind of where my, you know I'm coming to realize is that character, how important character is, and the distinct things that you know make up a character, and how that character comes across on TV. The things they can do when you're on TV weekly, as opposed to locally and in front of a crowd. Um, watching NXT for me has been great for watching the in-ring product, watching the promos. If you're a wrestler, you don't want a young wrestler on the independence and you aren't watching NXT. It's very confusing to me mm-hmm. because that is the kind of where we're all trying to get to right now. Um, new Japan. I've loved new Japan. Um, I, my roommate Tyler has the New Japan World, so whenever oh. we hang out, we usually stream some New Japan. Um, we always watch the Wrestle Kingdom shows. Stay up super late. Um, guys like Ishii, guys like uh, Shibata, guys like 
Michael Elgin just had a great showing over there. I was really happy to see Mike go over there and kind of reignite, if you will. He really, I feel like uh, he really killed it over there and showed that uh, he still was a top-tier player for sure. Because there was that weird stuff that happened with him uh, when they, with ROH when he had the belt. And, um, just kind of like, oh, I, felt, I felt bad for him. I felt like he was kind of, everyone kind of turned their back on him because he said he wanted to try playing baseball or some, something like that. Um, so New Japan is, I'm uh, always watching New Japan. I really, really like New Japan. I really like the seriousness. I really like the almost less is more approach to New Japan. And the in-ring product kind of speaks for itself. And it's just super epic and super taken seriously. Like, you should take it seriously. Like, it should be taken seriously. I feel like if if I'm hanging out with a girl and I want to sh- show her wrestling and I want her to think what I do is cool, I'm going to show her New Japan wrestling because of how seriously it's taken over there. And there's an aesthetic. And there's a vibe that New Japan has completely outside of the in-ring product, everything that's kind of surrounding it. it you see it and you... You're like, is this professional wrestling or what am I watching? This looks this looks like professional wrestling. They're doing professional wrestling moves. They're wearing professional wrestling gear. But something about it is just on another level. And uh, I've just, the Bullet Club stuff's awesome. I love Kenny Omega. I love um, a lot of guys that have, have gone over there who are great wrestlers. And you get to see that now. Uh, guys like, uh, what's his, uh, Killer Elite Squad, um, Lance Hoyt and... Uh, D.A. Smith, um, David, David Boy's kid, right? That's his partner? Yeah. 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 And uh, AJ, I uh, actually got to do an, uh, the AJ Styles seminar in Meadville. I think nice. this was whenever he wrestled. Um, was it him and saw who, who did he wrestle last him year? Him and Nice. Him and Nice. Yes, it was him and Nice. Which that is was a great game. match. I'm so sad that people left before that because it wasn't the big, big name. It was the, back, top, it was the best match of the night. It was. Maybe of the year. And I remember Styles. It was right when Styles was getting ready to go over to New Japan. Right. And he was just the coolest guy. AJ Styles, coolest guy I've met in wrestling yet. Uh, nicest guy. And uh, he was going over to New Japan. It was right before he was going over to join Bull Club. And he was just telling us about how nervous he was and just so down to earth wow. and, and so chill and just very humble, insanely humble. Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, like that's the kind of, that's the kind of wrestler I can only hope to turn into, and especially in terms of being humble for, for all he's done. He doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just think he's awesome. He's done it. Another guy that's kind of done things his way, but proven that he is one of the best. Um, and he's been one of the best for a long time. So I really like new Japan. I really like the characters and I like how their storylines, but it's not a lot of hokey stuff. It's more in ring promo. And, um, you don't need to understand the, what they're saying to, to feel it. And they're so good at that. And I just like how aware the roster is and kind of how, um, how nicely packaged everything is. It's a very nice, neat, tight, clean package. And I really like that. And it, it's focused in the ring. Um, PWG, always, uh, always watching PWG. I think we, uh, I, the last thing I saw was tremendous. Was it tremendous or was it, I don't think the battle, I think we just got the battle. Lost it. I, it was whichever one was, I uh, had like Aerostar, uh, 
it had some the last show that had uh the lucha underground guys uh and helico and jack evans were were teaming right and um new i mean pwg is just great you got guys like trevor lee um you got the bucks over there you got super dragon and, and roderick strong who has probably been the best wrestler in the country for the last year and a half in my opinion and I don't. I wouldn't say he's underrated, but he's certainly underrated in terms of kind of uh, where he's at. I think he could be. I don't, I don't understand why he WWE hasn't picked up Roderick Strong yet. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah, and I, I like watching all the local stuff. I, I watch PWX when I can. I watch all the, our IWC shows. I I try and pay attention to all the local stuff going on uh, as much as I can. I would really like to get into uh, UK wrestling a lot more because I feel like UK wrestling is very young and kind of hip and cool. And you see a lot of the UK independents um, doing so well on social media. And I, I, I follow quite uh, a lot of UK companies, European companies, and uh, uh, Germany. And, and that that's always appealed to me too. Is I, I try and watch as much stuff as that as you can. But as you know, Sorg, watching wrestling is like a full-time job now. It, it almost is. Yeah. Not enough opportunity with it either. So, all right. I, I think it's good to have that, some variety though. I mean, there's so much out there now mm-hmm. that there's something mm-hmm. for everyone. You, you can't say, Oh, wrestling sucks. It's like, well, there's something right there. Yeah. You got to find something, you know, try some of this. And especially it's great that it's getting on TV, different varieties like Lucha over here and, 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 and ring of honor over here. Even is something different, you know? So. Right. And I think we're starting to see, um, I think with punk, you know, punk was a big, a big, a big deal. I, I think punk brought a lot of people back into it, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of young people, and maybe people who had fallen out of wrestling after the Attitude Era or the, you know, fallen out in the mid two thousands, kind of like I did. Um, and and punk kind of brought those people back and and threw some spice into it. But I mean, um, I love watching all of it. I I just really love when when there's good competition amongst the, uh, you know, when everyone's motivated and firing on all cylinders, uh, it's hard to, to turn on any wrestling these days. And, and for me to find something that I don't like, um, I, uh, there's always something for me to, 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 to enjoy. And, uh, you know, I think that that's also something I'm very lucky about is that, uh, I'm able to kind of just enjoy when I want to enjoy and, and focus when I want to focus and, it's still that escape for, for all types of reasons. All it, it serves all my, my mental needs. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you got a lot of stuff coming up here. Of course, IWC's unbreakable is this weekend. Yes. Big, yes. uh, big match Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Keith, uh, Keith hot. I love working with Keith. I love talking to Keith. I love seeing Keith and giving him a hug. Every time I see him in the locker room, one of the hardest working, uh, wrestlers in this area, one of the nicest, biggest hearted wrestlers I've ever met. And, uh, Keith is truly the man and working with him is always fun. Um, hentai and Bubba Bubba is been, I remember Bubba being around when I first started coming to IWC shows mm-hmm. and just being from Pittsburgh, you know, you know, Bubba. And, um, that's kind of cool. I haven't really gotten to talk to him very much, but he's always been super nice to me. And, um, Hentai, uh, I had trained under Hentai a little bit, and also one of the nicest, hardest working um, guys from this area who has been around the block and then some, 
and is still kicking ass, still going hard. And um, I'm really excited for for what me and, and, and Joe can do. I'm really excited for the match. I'm really excited for the challenge. Um, Elizabeth is always a great crowd. Like that's the building that I kind of view as like, okay, this is IWC building. This is where it counts uh, mm-hmm. the most. And this is where I want to do my best and, and, and really have a great match. So I think, uh, I think everything is there to, for that to happen. All the, uh, ingredients are in place. So, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this, this week. And I have been sick. So if I sound a little nasally <laughs> to everyone, I'm sorry. All this ra- sick rambling. Just in time for all this audio, right? <laughs> right. It, it always works out like that. And I, I have a low voice anyway. I, I must sound. Awesome. Go check it out. IWCWrestling.com to get tickets. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out, including the NXT's Rhino. I guess it's weird to saying that. The current champ. It's course. awesome. <laughs> Another and, super, super cool guy and uh, mm-hmm. really helpful. And when these guys come to your, your cities, you know, and, 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 and represent it's, I, I think people, people need to, to realize how, how, you know, these guys don't have to do that. No, these guys, if you see someone doing something like this, it is because they truly love it and they truly want to be there and they truly want to be there to entertain you. And, um, it says a lot about Rhino and it says a lot about, uh, all the talent that comes through IWC. And one of the best things is you're not only getting, you know, great in-ring. You're also getting great personality. You're getting legends. You're getting young guys. You're getting the indie guys. You're getting a little bit of every. There's something for everyone, specifically at IWC. It is interesting looking at the past maybe five so years of uh, WWE or even any of the rest of the big promotions on television and seeing how many people have a pedigree with uh, IWC. That's I, I, I always think about that. I remember watching like an old interview of Chris Hero, and he has an IWC shirt on. And it's, nice. just, it's just awesome. Like... Or anytime they mention Pittsburgh in general yep. on on uh, on Cabana WWE and Network, punk and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's one, or the, 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 uh, you know, the Corey Graves talking about, oh, Pittsburgh, yeah, we yep. did this, but nine half out of ten, except for when he's talking with uh, Seth Rollins, he's talking about IWC. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. And I always thought that was cool when they did the punk documentary, and uh, mm-hmm. I think even on the big punk podcast, the Cabana podcast that the punk was on when he kind of came out and and told his story, he was like. You know, wrestling was fun when when it was you and me and Prazak driving to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know people always talk about Norm and and you know it's it, it's it's good it's a good thing to train. Norm there. Connors got name dropped on on TV. I know, that, I know that, that, that CM Punk uh, 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 ECW guys. Yep. thing back in the day. So yep, and 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 you know that that just shows the impact that Norm had and that IWC had, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's just like anything, man. It's just like music. It's like you times change and uh the format may, you know, change a little bit, but essentially um you know, it's it's not easy to 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 keep something alive, something that's kind of underground. Mm-hmm. And that's what always has attracted me to uh independent wrestling since I started getting into it. I like underground music. I like independent music. Um I tend to I don't know, flock towards that kind of stuff. And it seemed like independent wrestling was was the the perfect type of wrestling for me, and uh, I really like the travel and I really like the the grind and the uh, you know the making towns. I love that stuff and being kind of in charge of yourself. And it's also it's just it's helped me um, be a better me in a way. You know, it's helped me kind of apply some of that focus and 
hard work and the other little things in my life that, you know, I, I, I'm discovering every day. And, and, and you never, you always hear everyone say, and it, it's very true, you never stop learning. And learning, constantly learning is, and, and having different opinions and talking and meeting different people, all the awesome people you get to meet and interact with. Uh, always the one thing in common is that you love wrestling. If you have nothing else in common with them, you both love wrestling. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that I'm sitting down here talking to you about wrestling is awesome. Like I do this, this is the kind of stuff I would like to do more of. And it's, uh, it's crazy to be on such a busy schedule, but this is the kind of stuff, the underground, the, the DIY, the, the, Mm -hmm. the passion, uh, the passion projects are always, you know, what I've been attracted to and what I've tried to keep myself busy with. So wrestling to me is also a passion project that it's also a, uh, a dream and it's, it's a lot of things. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, and I really like, I really like that. I think that that is insanely diverse and for someone's personality, uh, like mine, it's, it, it's great because I'm all over the place with different creative needs and outlets and, and whatnot. Awesome. Go check him out. IWCWrestling.com. Uh, his Twitter is at Remy LaVey. And uh, you're on the Facebook as well, right? Yeah. Uh, Remy LaVey or uh, Wyatt Shear on Facebook. Either either is fine. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Sorg. Sorg, for those of you who don't know, busts his ass every show to make sure that we have a professional high-end product. And um, it's important to acknowledge all the, every job, uh, of an independent company of the wrestling company, you know, it, uh, like I said, it's really a team effort and there's a camaraderie there and a, uh, kind of, uh, teamwork mentality that, uh, I never really had in sports or anything and played sports or anything. So it's cool to be, it's cool to feel a part of something. And, uh, Sorg is just as important as, uh, anyone in that locker room or anyone on that show yeah, if right. not more because i don't think any of us would be able to pull this off <laughs> thank you i really <laughs> i really do appreciate that go check them out and we'll be talking about uh some more indie wrestling but first let's take a peek at uh last week in sorgatron media shows that's your dog yeah is it a tiny a tiny dog yeah, it's a, a long hair chihuahua Bring it to me. No. Why? I want to put something in my mouth. No. Why does my PS4 keep downloading Barbie Horse Adventure? What you're telling me is that PS4 has turned into TiVo, which means at some point you're going to watch Super Redneck Trucker. (laughs) It's going to be like, oh, we downloaded every episode of Queer as Folk for you. What is on Katie's face? The Galaxy Gear VR. Mm-hmm. which is made by Samsung in partnership with Oculus. There's going to be a consumer version that comes out. Um, I think this is to get developers thinking on how they can build their apps and how things work. Tell us, what is the concept? What is Looking for Group? It's a mixed co-working and gaming space. Pay by the hour to play on Xbox Ones, PlayStation 4s we use, or PCs. Asuka? Is Asuka that how we're saying it? WWE's doing one thing right because Japanese pronunciation, you never pronounce the U. Okay, but mm. it's Asuka. 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 Yeah, I can't wait until she knees Dana Brooke in the eye and gives her a little lecture with her. 
check out everything uh, you just saw there at SorgatronMedia.com. So much more: some gaming, some 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 technology, and uh, and hobo that did not eat my dog. I swear, it, it, completely safe. You probably heard him barking in the last segment. Uh, everything is cool. It's okay. Don't call PETA. Uh, but anyways, uh, some more. Of course, IWCWrestling.com. Check <coughs> out this weekend's show, and of course, that'll be available on IndieWrestling.us afterwards. Uh, but we also had a big show this past weekend, RWA's Bloody Harvest 2015. I got uh, the sound guy and joins us usually from uh, RWA Hot Wheels, RWA on the Twitters, joining us on the line. How you doing, Wheels? Uh, I'm doing pretty good there, Sorg. I mean, hey, it was a busy weekend, and we got to watch all kinds of wrestling action. <laughs> yes, we did. I yes, mean. we did. Um, oh. it, it, it's been a good time for RWA as well. A good time for Pittsburgh wrestling in general. It seems like everybody's doing uh, really interesting. A lot of stuff popping, uh, no matter what, what three letters you got around you. Uh, but uh, but you guys had a really good show this week. What, one, one, I know we had fun from our perches uh, that you, you mentioned yes. in the last show. Uh, we, we moved a little bit, so we're not having wrestlers land yeah, in our lap. We, we kind of moved. We kind of moved up, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it honestly, it's a lot better for me, for you. Like you said, no wrestlers in our laps, no fans in our way. It, it, I enjoyed the show even more than I did when I was down where I was. I mean, I could see the action from bell to bell now. I mean, mm-hmm. when you saw wrestlers going out of the ring and downstairs or chasing each other around an arena, you didn't miss it this time. You could right. see it all just watching them everywhere. Right. Kind of speaking to that. Yeah. They, they, they kind of stuck us up on the stage as uh, here's my shot of wheels right here, <laughs> which, is perch, <laughs> which means somebody's got to pick them up and stick them up there. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were kind That's of, I, I thought you were like kind of trapped as it was, uh, at these shows, but even more so. And, 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 um, those don't know, the wrestlers are right behind the curtain for us. <laughs> and I can't get yeah. anywhere. I have to go through them in order to get anywhere uh, uh, from there. Uh, so, make it, you know, the, the place is growing. You guys are packing the house uh, four, four months straight of breaking your month-to-month records uh, yes. for, for attendance, which is really awesome. But, but headlined by really good stuff. Uh, of course, last month with Amazing Red and Sanjay Dutt was a tremendous match. And then upped again by adding uh, Jason Gorey to the mix. Uh, you have the... Uh, 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 Remy's uh, tag tag team partner were shown in the last segment a little bit. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, guys, those three just tore the house down. It was amazing. I, I enjoyed watching it, like mm-hmm. I expected to. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't disappointed or anything. I was just gonna. I was gonna agree. I didn't actually see the match, but just based on those names, uh, awesome guys, awesome performers. I I would love to see that match. I'm sure it was awesome. And Gory is one of the guys that really helped me out when. I uh, was first kind of coming around and kind of took me under his wing. And I got to give a lot of thanks to, to him and my boy Facade for kind of taking me under their wing. And, and Gory is, is the man. And uh, I, I would love to see that match. Sanjay is, is cool as hell, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool guys. Yeah. Uh, so, but other than that, like really, really fun night. We were showing a little bit uh, last show uh, of uh, uh, Chris Taylor. Uh, celebrating with a pizza and ch- count chocolate awesome with his man. heavyweight Love title. Chris. Love Chris. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it's one of those. It's great to see how your champion is represented by the food he eats or foods that he continues of adding 
Count Chocula. I was like, I want some of that. And the pizza looked good. I don't know if it came from Slice on Broadway, but mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. that's all right. That's all right. We'll forgive him this time. That's right. But, that's right. So, I mean, it, it, it was a great night. I The crowd was into everything from match one all the way to match nine. It was amazing. Yes, nine and, matches. Holy crap, nine matches. <laughs> yes, folks. And one of those matches had a caveman in it. I enjoyed the caveman. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with... Uh, was was it that Mr. Fetty? Mr. Fetty? Was it uh, the Beastman? I don't oh, know. No. He was just listed <laughs> no, as, as no. the caveman. Oh, you're, you're talking about Super Beast. I'm talking, yeah. No, 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 no. He's more of a caveman. Right, uh, okay. And by the way, here's a shot for you guys on video of that uh, championship celebration picture. I mean, that's what, I would, that's what I'm doing if I'm winning any strap. Some Knob Creek in a, in a Hydra Cup pizza and Count Chocolate and the belt sitting there just hanging out. Can't so. post my. I can't take pictures of my good times. <laughs> that's not. That's not safe for the Facebook, no. right? Um, but no. K five that. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, as we were saying, uh, I, I, I actually this was. I mean, this was an impromptu. Like these are just some extra guys that were around, right? And uh, uh, from what I heard, these are amazing uh, red students. There you go. So. Uh, that amazing red is training cavemen. I don't know. Uh, so well, hey, I mean. <laughs> I guess he is pretty amazing when you can train a caveman to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun match. I couldn't contain this by just playing on the DVD or digital download. So we, we, we tossed that up there. Entire match is uh, up on YouTube, up on the Facebook for RWA. Oh, wow. and, and I hope you guys uh, get you know uh, check it out and get a little bit out of it. And uh, I, one, one extra thing, and I don't know, talking a little bit to production, I guess. Did you see uh, senior official uh, Tommy Trueblood there? Yes, there is. Tommy, yes, Tommy Trueblood, yeah. yeah. I, I do love Tommy. Tommy is a, is a great guy. But uh, he, he was Iron Manning at last. That, that He did uh, all but one of the nine matches. Takes a great ref bump. <laughs> yes, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. But, uh, but no, it was a good time. And the other thing we tried to do, um, and, and I, I want to see how people are receptive, are receptive to it, um, that, that building, you know, you know, you know, court time, uh, I, I feel like sometimes the building is too big, so it doesn't contain right, right. The, 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 you know, the crowd noise as well. And it kind of dissipates in that, that large space. But this is, of course, is a crappy little gymnasium. Let's be honest here when it comes to RWA. Uh, and the crowd is very rabid and into it and was for nine matches. Like, I don't remember them dying for a match throughout yeah. the night. And, 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 and I mean, that is a long haul, right? Uh, and, 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 and RWA feels like it's kind of story intensive. And so I, I went and grabbed, like, kind of the entrances to several of the matches, like, pretty much, like, uh, beginning through first bell uh, in, in most cases, and sometimes there are promos and some starts of matches. But I wanted to get the crowd reactions. I, I feel like that's not being conveyed enough, uh, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that kind of helps people kind of get the vibe of what's happening here. Like it, it feels like there's something cool happening here. That 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 you know, it's all the locals coming. It's I really don't think the audience crosses over with an IWC PWX VOW that much for the most part. Right. And uh, and I'm hoping that really kind of comes out here. Uh, but no, really good show there. Um, a lot of fun matches. Uh, even the six man tag was good. Uh, Memfo Mofo, another guy that, that impresses me every show. Uh, and, and check him out. He's got this Mofo show thing going on online. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Sorg and I are in love with this stuff because I think we both look forward to. Even if it's not RWA, if he does one, we got to watch it just to see what he does because mm-hmm. the man is 
entertainment. And he does this just himself, I think. I'm not sure if he has anybody He else does. Too. He does. Because I think I, I, I tweeted, I was like, you got to do more of those. And he's like, man, those take a long time to do. I was like, yeah, but they stick out. You know, I mean, it's, it's more than just throw, you know putting a phone right here and shooting a promo in your face. It's, it's, it's. I mean, look at like when Johnny Gargano did the show back in the day, right? I, I think that got him a lot of traction. Anybody doing very interesting things like that? Even like look at Claudio did the coffee, the Rider. coffee thing for a while. Was that Ryder with the, you know, th- that whole thing too? I mean, it, yeah, it, it sticks out. It's Zane and visual. Caleb take over the world. You have the uh, those high spots guys, Zane exactly. Ryan and Caleb Connolly. Exactly. And I think I think that that's important too. I mean. uh this is kind of a side note, but uh, Workaholics, the TV show, I mean, they're huge wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if if we can bring more uh, current, I think, and, uh, you know, you know, I don't know if Vince is out of touch, whatever. But I think that there's always that feeling that wrestling is, uh, that I'm saying the people on the outside looking in view wrestling as very just hillbilly, dumbed down, stupid, you know, bad, just 90s comedy recycled. And I think that, you know, there, yeah, of course there's some of that out there, but the more creative, um, yeah, this is awesome. The more, the more creative stuff you can do and the more you put into it, you know, you get what you put into it. And I'm all about this DIY, learn how to film it yourself, learn how to set up the camera yourself, edit yourself. And you're, you're learning how to do a bunch of stuff all at once. And, and at the end you have something that's adding to wrestling. It's making it, it's different. It's, it's inspiring, you know, it's creative and that's what it's all about. You can't, it's not just go to the gym and, and show up and get in the ring. And that's, that, exactly. that, that's important, but that's not what attracts me to it. I, the creative side is what attracts me to it and stories right. and characters. And, right. and I like that you can kind of, everyone's kind of looking to be the first to do something, especially in wrestling. And that's kind of a fun challenge because it seems like everything's been done. It's just like being in a, making music, you know? I didn't realize that this he made at midnight. What do you do? Basically, he, yeah. He made at midnight. Like they just, oh, he, wow. he just like uh, showed some video of of his tweet popping up on at midnight. Hold on, let's see if pull it up. Yeah, he, <laughs> he completely made at as I lay tanning uh, a hashtag jersey a book. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> see, so he, obviously he's doing something right. Grab. Aaron. Oh no, we got wheels and Wi-Fi slow mo. Oh no, the Mofo Show is overtaking our bandwidth. I think, but uh, but no, uh, really good Either show. Or I'm having a, we're having a stroke. I sword. think we're all having a collective stroke. Um, <laughs> but no, Art of a Bloody Harvest worth checking out. Uh, we have individual matches over on IndieWrestling.us. Just pay a buck, two bucks, uh, whatever the case may be. You can check out, you know, even that three-way match with uh, Gory Dutton, uh, Amazing Red. Great stuff. Can't wait to see what they pull out. Some great names coming through there as well, uh, making some noise. So, uh, And the next show is Open Season, and yes. it, and that's coming up. We'll, we'll be talking about that in the, in November the, as well. Yeah. Uh, we remiss if I did not mention, because uh, uh, one Chris LaRusso, uh, you bypassed him on the way in here, uh, Remy. I did. Uh, yes, and uh, he, he uh, uh, <coughs> is going to be involved in Remix Pro Wrestling's um, Homeward Bound. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the throwdown for the pound 12. It's going to have a lot of names on there. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. Look at all that. Uh, of course, Facade is going to be teaming with Matt Hardy in a match. Uh, uh, Candice Remix, Array. Remix always stands out to me. Uh, their graphics are awesome. It seems oh, like yeah. They have a very nice product. Um, um, uh, Eric, Eric Young is going to be there. Um, got Gory. I got... see Bulldozer in there somewhere. Really hard. 
and a lot of cool stuff going on there. Check it out. And, of course, if you can't make it to Marietta, Ohio, Gory's going to be part of it as well. Uh, if you can't make it out to uh, uh, Marietta, Ohio, uh, please check out uh, RemixProWrestling.com. Uh, after this week, uh, they, they're going to have, I understand, Blu-ray and DVD they've been doing. Oh, Blu-ray, um, So you can wow. pick up any of those. I don't know if they have digital download options, perhaps, but uh, go check them out. So with that, uh, Eamon, I know we have Around the Indies with Matt Carlin, as you've touched base with that. Is a, what, what's, what's fit to talk about in the Indies? He does such a great job of that, of that article over there. Definitely. Well, uh, I would encourage anyone to check out the article over at IndieWrestling.us. Uh, like sort of mentioned, it's a great rundown of everything that happened this week. Uh, I guess the big thing that kind of stuck out uh, from this week was all the stuff that happened actually in one place uh, in Berwyn, Illinois. Uh, first for uh, AAW, which was their, uh, their bound Friday. Tons of great independent wrestling talent. Uh, uh, AAW, one of the premier promotions in the Midwest, obviously, uh, delivering some really cool stuff. But then also the next uh, two nights... Uh, was the Shimmer 10th anniversary uh, tapings. Uh, they take four uh, events, basically. Uh, they're Shimmer tapings. A lot of big stuff coming from there. Obviously, we have a new Shimmer champion in Madison Eagles, who defeated former champion Nicole Matthews in a no-DQ match. Uh, so she is now a two-time uh, Shimmer champion. Uh, also, a bit of a sadder news from that came the announcement that uh, Portia Perez uh, was reti- retiring that weekend due to uh, a number of different injuries. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually had the privilege of working with Portia uh, uh, once for wrestling, and it was a really great honor. She's a, a very talented uh, professional wrestler, and it's unfortunate that she uh, uh, had to depart uh, from the wrestling world because I think, I she... Think, didn't we both see her for the first time up at uh, Prime Wrestling that one time we both went? That's true, yeah. she did. Yeah, I think that was the first time I had seen her like live uh, mm. compete. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, just even getting to work with her, she's extremely talented, and, and you, you know, she is, I think, definitely going to be missed. Uh, the third thing that I guess kind of came out from, from that was uh, her retirement match was on the main event of the final taping of a Shimmer. It was a four-on-four tag team match, uh, uh, which saw the return of two uh, familiar faces to Shimmer uh, uh, wrestling. I don't know if permanently or just for this uh, one-time occasion, but uh, Lacey, uh, who some may know from Ring of Honor fame and, and uh, uh, her uh, very well-known uh, feud with Jimmy Jacobs and, and the stuff that uh, occurred there made her in-ring wrestling return after, I want to say, like six or seven years uh, wow. to uh, be a part of this uh, be a part of this match. Uh, and also on the opposing side, they saw a return in a uh, well-known indie wrestling female, Daisy Hayes, uh, who returned to the wrestling ring, which was very cool to see. Um, Definitely to uh, people that obviously all this talk about great women's wrestling that's been happening nowadays in in, in the wrestling world. Uh, these two were definitely very much pioneers. The, the, those two, Lacey and Daisy Hayes, were the first ever Shimmer main event. So yeah, I mean, very cool to see. So it looked like a really great weekend in uh, in Burwin, Illinois, all around. Awesome, awesome. And uh, then is, that's, yeah, go subscribe to that. Check that out uh, uh, and everything else going on, IndieWrestling.us. What's going on in Inspire World, Eamon? Oh, we've got – we actually have a lot. There's been a good like period of break or time or whatever between uh, our next event, which will be November 1st. Uh, and that's uh, our Tag Kid event, which will crown our first ever Inspire Pro Tag Team Champions uh, in a big one-night tournament. Um, yeah, that will be really fun. Tickets are on sale for that at InspireProWrestling.com. Uh, immediate, like the next weekend after that, we're doing Fun, Fun, Fun Fest all three nights 
uh, the sixth, seventh, and eighth. Uh, so that will be crazy and, and really, really fun. And yeah, there's uh, cool stuff coming down the pipeline uh, for 2016. And yeah, it should be really fun going forward. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think that's all the indie that we have. <laughs> Worthwhile, holy crap. Uh, it's been a long one tonight. Thank you yeah, so much, sorry. Remy LeVay, talking our ears off tonight. I just want to say thanks to you guys. You know, like, I think, I, I truly think this stuff is awesome. I watch all this. Uh, Thank you. I'm not ashamed. Uh, I will always be a fan. I'll always be a mark. And uh, I think it's important to support uh, the things that support you and support the wrestlers. And it's all important. It's all what makes independent wrestling specifically so awesome. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, definitely everyone out there, keep supporting the show and keep supporting uh, independent wrestling. That's what it's all about. Awesome. Thank you so much. Also, uh, speaking of indie wrestling, uh, at Hot Wheels RWA, check out their stuff, rwalive.com. Uh, at Amen 2, please, inspireprowrestling.com. And a lot of fun stuff going over there. And, of course, check out iwcwrestling.com. I will be there as well here with Remy uh, for IWC's Unbreakable. Headline is going to be Rhino, Jimmy Nuts, and John McChesney for IWC Heavyweight Tile. Other uh, great names. I am excited to just watch the show. It's going to be a great show. If you're awesome. in the Pittsburgh area, if you're in the Elizabeth area and you got nothing going on Saturday, or even if you have plans, cancel your plans. Get, get out of here. Get, get, just, just cancel them. Just come on down. Come on down to It's going to be a good show. It's uh, I mean, I think it's arguably it's the biggest show in the area. Support some independent wrestling this weekend, why don't you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you? Uh, so thank you everybody. Everybody, check it out wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Chop us a line if you got anything to say. Good times at wrestling wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Four one two two zero six WMS zero. We'll see you guys next time, and please support indie wrestling. Oh. Joe is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out insertcointobegin.com? New articles going up daily, and you can check out our podcast, Boss Battle, on sorgatronmedia.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.